Good morning, sons and daughters of the Most High God. I come to you this Tuesday morning from the office of the Bishop House of Prayer Ministry. Thank you for welcoming me always to your office, to your homes, to your business, to your space. I don't take it for granted. I'm excited and I thank God for the opportunity to share the word of God with you always. Let me say up front that in the name that is above every name, today will be a blessed day for you. Today your needs will be met. Today, no weapon formed or fashioned against you shall prosper. Today, everything that has brought you down will start to lift you up. Today, your obstacles, your oppositions will be stepping stones for you onto a greater dimension. So I'll be continuing with our series on the weapons of our warfare. And today I'll be talking on, to my mind, what I believe is perhaps the most important weapon. And I'll tell you why I feel so, and I'm excited about it. I'll be reading from the book of Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17, part B of verse 17 which says, take on the sword of the Spirit. And then it goes on to explain that the sword of the Spirit means the Word of God. So one of the weapons of our warfare is referred to as the sword of the Spirit. And then Paul goes on to explain to us that this sword of the Spirit, which is a weapon of our warfare, is the Word of God. Not only that, we'll see, the, I remember two places in the Bible where the Word of God is likened to the sword. In the book of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, we are also told that God's, the word of God is active and sharper than a two-edged sword. So in Hebrews 4, 12, the word of God is also likened to a sword. And it says this two-edged sword is able to tear asunder the division between the soul and the spirit and the joints and marrow. In other words, he's talking that this sword of the spirit, the word of God, is able to reach and have an effect on the spirit, the soul, on, and the body. That's the tripartite nature of man. The Word of God is able to affect it. So the Word of God is able to touch issues in your spirit, issues in your soul, and issues in your body. No part of you as a triune being is immune or is hidden from the Word of God. That's exciting. All the other weapons of our warfare that we've talked about or that we talk about are defensive in nature. You know, when you talk of warfare, it's either of two things. Sometimes you win battles by knowing how to defend. <laughs> and sometimes you win by knowing how to attack. And sometimes you win by doing both. I'm a boxing fan. I love boxing. And uh, my homeboy, whom I love very much, uh, Anthony Joshua, for those who, lo who love boxing, just defeated uh, uh, Andy Ruiz recently in their second match, their rematch. And I can tell you, he defeated Ruiz by being very smartly defensive. Of, co of course, he, he threw the better punches and what have you, but most of the time, he mastered the art of defense. He, he went into defensive mode and just got rid and intelligently finished up the guy. And one of the most defensive, uh, the most successful defensive boxers in history is Floyd Mayweather. So you can be victorious by defending. That's where I'm going. And then you can be victorious by attacking. So all the other weapons of our warfare 
are basically defensive weapons, but the sword of the spirit, the word of God is an attacking weapon. That's why I love it. Because sometimes you got to win battle by attacking. It's not enough to defend, you got to attack too. You got to be proactive. So the word of God is an attack, attacking weapon. And it's a sword. A sword also has three dimensions that I want to emphasize. In other words, a sword has the tip, the sharp edge of the sword, the tip, the top of it. And then a sword has the left side and the right side, the right blade and the left blade. And I believe that tells us something. It tells us that the sword is able to deal with your present situation. The tip of a sword talks of the now, dealing with your present, whatever you're going through now. So the word of God is able to address what you're going through now, is able to see and deal with your present situation. And a sword is able to deal with the past, the left side, the past, your history, what happened to you in the past. The word of God is able to reach there and deal with it. Maybe you were abused in the past. Maybe you were molested in the past. Maybe your, there were generational curses and issues in your past. The word of God is able to reach into the past. That's why it's the sword. It's got the left and the right side. And the right side talks about the future. The word of God is able to address your future. Are you anxious about your future? Are you worried? Are you perplexed? You don't know what the future holds for you. You don't know which job to choose, what profession to do, what business to go into. You're scared of the future. The word of God is able to reach into your future and deal with it and give you direction and illumination. And also what else does a sword do? A sword is able to tear apart. When there are turning situations when you cannot see when you need revelation, the word of God gives revelation. Because sometimes you need to cut apart, remove the soft face, tear apart to see the entries, the depth of things. So the word of God being a sword of the spirit is able to cut and dissect so you can see the reason the why things are happening. The word of God is able to divide, to shed light. And the word of God is able to kill. <laughs> because a sword kills <laughs> the word of God is able to kill remember that our Lord Jesus Christ is both the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world and also the lion of the tribe of Judah lions don't play, they kill lamb plays so the word of God is able to heal to mend, to soothe the word of God is able to kill hallelujah don't you remember in the book of Acts of Apostles when Ananias and Sapphira, having sold their piece of land, came and lied to the Holy Spirit? Peter uttered the word. He says, Behold, uh, sorry, I'm paraphrasing. Peter uttered the word after he discovered that they have lied. He said, You have not lied to man, you have lied to the Holy Spirit. And so when the wife came, he says, Look at your husband, the same thing is going to happen to you. I'm paraphrasing. But the, the point is, after the utterances of Peter, Death came. The spirit of death came and dealt with both of them. So the word of God, the word that Peter spoke, invited the spirit of death, invoked the spirit of death, and justice was done. Look at the case of, uh, of, of Elimas and Paul. Elimas was a man who was opposing Paul, going against his teaching of the, of the gospel of Christ, vehemently opposing him and stopping people from believing the gospel. And Paul released death to his, ear, to his eyes. Blindness is death to the eyes. Deafness is death to the ears. Hallelujah. So the word of God is able to kill, and the word of God is able to make a life. So it's a sword. So 
whatever you're going through, here, here is the key thing now. Whatever you're going through, your challenges, you know that there are times when you need to fight. And to fight, you take on the word of God as a sword. In this, first, you must be in the spirit. First, you must be in the spirit. And when you're in the spirit, meditating on the word of God, you're in the spirit mode, then you start to release those words. Those words in your hand, in your mouth, they are swords. They are flaming swords going out of your mouth. You release the appropriate words from scripture against your situation. You release words against sickness, against poverty, against every harassment as a sword to destroy, to kill those situations that are harassing you. Hallelujah. So the word of God, for instance, if the doctors discover that you have cancer or you have some diseases that is stubborn, you be in the spirit mode, probably fasting and praying, meditating on the word of God for a season so that you are dead to the flesh and you are away from carnality and now you are in the spirit. And as you are in the spirit, you start to release the word of God. My body is the temple of the living God. The rod of the wicked shall not rest on the righteous. And so on and so forth. I will take sickness away from the midst of you. You start to release the word. Those are swords. Those swords are going, attacking and killing those spirits that are harassing you. It's a spiritual thing. So don't worry about what you feel or what you think. You don't need to see it. But have faith. You do it in faith. You do it in faith. Every challenge, every opposition to your life, be reminded that you have a weapon to fight it. You're not only a defender, you're an attacker. So when you choose to attack, to be proactive, not just to sit down and lay back and, 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 and resist with the shield of faith or the breastplate of righteousness, but to attack with the word of God. Take the right word of God, hold it in your mouth. Your mouth now is your hand holding the shield. I mean, holding the sword, I'm sorry. Your mouth is your hands holding the sword. And as you speak it, you are attacking with the sword. In the spirit realm, you see the enemies falling. You see the swords either tearing to give you revelation, either cutting to give you insight, or either killing to annihilate the problem. So one of our greatest weapons is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You need it all the time. That's why you must have the Word of God always in your mouth. Always in your mouth. The Word is near you, even in your mouth. Because at any point in time, remember the enemy don't give warning. At any point in time, he might raise his ugly head. So you need to get your sword always ready. Speak always. Speak a word in season. There are seasons to destroy things. There are seasons to build things. Know the right word. Speak the word in season. When you're under attack and the spirit of death is on your neck, you don't start speaking. You don't start speaking words of prosperity. You don't start speaking words of salvation. You speak words to kill that spirit, to cause terror to that spirit. So you need to have an arsenal of the right words, the sword of the spirit, in order to do justice to the enemy. And as you go out today, I pray in the name that is above every name that there's no sorrow, no shame for you. I say no sorrow, no shame. Be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.